This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, my favorite place to get audiobooks and learn and grow in business and life. Great place, Audible.com. And today's recommendation is 48 Days to the Work You Love. It is the book that got me started on this journey. It's an amazing book, how to not only find a job, but how to maybe find your place, find your vocation, so that you can know what's the best fit for you, whether that is working for someone else, doing something that you love, or working for yourself, doing something that you love. So it's an amazing book. It's really helped me, really inspired me. I can highly recommend it. 48 Days to the Work You Love. Go check it out audible.com. You can get a free copy as always when you use my link, which is audible.com forward slash capital B bootstrap. You get a free 30 day trial. You get one book, two Audible originals, and you get to listen to their entire streaming library for the entire 30 days afterwards. It's only $14.95 a month. You keep the book, you keep the Audible originals forever. You can always go back and listen to it anytime you want. It's great. It's amazing. I love it. I have about 9,900, actually well over 100 books, just 99 in my library on my phone. I also have one on my wife's account. So it's it's really cool. So go check it out, audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital B, and it helps us out, and I think you'll find it amazing. Go check it out, audible.com. Okay, so today we're talking about the environment, and I'm not talking about the social economic environment, although that's important. I'm talking about the earth, the planet, global warming, climate change, all that sort of things, and how that affects your business. Now, when it comes to the environment. If you're not paying attention and you're in business, it might come and find you, even if you're not really that concerned one way or another, or even if you're really concerned. Now, if you are an environmentalist or a conservationist, you're likely to already be aware of what's going on in the environment and how your product affects the environment, etc. However, if you're not, you may not have a clue if your product or service does something to affect the environment. And if an environmentalist decides that what you're doing is wrong or bad or hurts the environment, they can and will try to shut you down and they may be successful. Reason I'm talking about this is in 2019, my largest client 
that I was averaging before that about $600 a month, and then the years before that about $1,000 a month, decided to completely drop me. Now, this was probably, I can't confirm this, in the largest part because of a lack of finances. I was told that they came in, a new manager came in and just slashed the budget to pieces. But the other problem was, is they had heard that balloons were bad for the environment. And because balloons were bad for the environment, they didn't want to be bad for the environment and they needed to keep their decorations green. This hurt. This caused me to lose my biggest client. I have not had a gig with them in over a year now, and it really hurt a lot. So, what can you do about this? Sometimes there's very little you can do about things. On this aspect, I probably could overcome this and come back from this if it wasn't for Corona right now. I had a plan to go back to go back to the mall, get a little booth inside the mall, try to sell balloons and decor from inside the mall, and that was going okay, and I was making some progress in that, but then Corona hit and just blew that out of the water. The plans were just crazy. I might try that again here if things calm down, but one of the biggest problems, again, was the impression that balloons are now bad for the environment. There's now a kind of a rumor, but people believe as fact that balloons are made from plastic, petrochemical plastic, which is not true. It's a lie. Matter of fact, some of these people promoting this know that it's a lie, but they will straight up say that it's true because, well, we know their balloons are made from rubber, but then they have chemicals added into it that turn it into plastic, which, again, is not true. You don't add chemicals to latex to make it into plastic. It doesn't work that way. But you get some very passionate people who may be a bit misguided and get upset about something they see, and they get this idea that this is now bad. And the main part started was from littered balloon pieces. People let balloons fly, people do balloon releases, and these, these ladies kept finding balloon pieces on their beach cleanups, and so they figured that balloons were the worst possible thing and they got it in their head to try to get rid of balloons. So, it's been a uphill struggle because it's very easy to get people upset about something and then believe what you tell them. If you want to know how pretty much all news media functions, not quite all, but most of it, they get you upset in some way, shape, or form because then you buy their product more. They either get you angry or they get you scared. If you watch the news, they want you to get you angry or get you scared. If you get angry about something or if you get scared about something, you'll watch more. Or excited about something as well. Like a big car rash happens. It's scary. It's sad. 
but that's evoking emotions, strong emotions. So you do that. So environmentalists can often use emotional tactics to go after your product or service, even if your product or service is rather green. Matter of fact, latex that's used in balloons, it comes from the rainforest. And the rainforest needs to be preserved in pristine condition for the latex to be created, for the trees to grow and produce the latex. It's a very, very green system. Balloons themselves, on average, biodegrade within about six months, more or less, which is still a while. They're not food. Balloons are not food. They're not edible. It's not like throwing out a banana. But they're biodegradable. Overall, they have a limited to net zero or negative carbon impact because of how much carbon is taken out of the air from the rainforest trees, etc. So balloons are actually a very environmentally friendly product. One of the most environmentally friendly ways you can decorate. You can even compost balloons, which a lot of people don't realize, which that's pretty environmentally friendly. If you can take your decorations, cut them up, and throw them into your compost pile, and then use it to plant food or flowers later on. Very environmentally friendly, but the perception is balloons are not biodegradable. Balloons are plastic, and balloons kill sea life and birds and animals choke on it and kids choke on it, and balloons want to murder things. I even saw an extremist cartoon where somebody was holding on to a balloon and the balloon they asked the balloon what they were thinking the, the balloon said i was just thinking about murdering sea turtles i mean this is extreme and this doesn't actually occur i've actually had to look at reams of data i've had to look at multiple scientific papers i got actually pretty good at reading and understanding scientific papers because of this i had to dig deep and I found out that it's really hard to find any solid data on balloons biodegrading, on their danger to animals and sea life, because all the papers are biased one way or the other. They're either biased for the balloon industry or against the balloon in industry. It's hard to find data. But found the data, found unbiased articles, articles on latex, on rubber, on other items that were not in the balloon industry to figure out what's going on. Now, I say all this is one of the ways you can fight and be aware of the dangers of environmental activists is by understanding your product, all the data, its actual environmental impact, the the benefits of using it, alternatives to use your products you have to understand your product very, very well. Understand if it's a green product or ways you can make it greener. For example, saran wrap, plastic film, used to have uh, CFCs in it, chlorofluorocarbons, but they found out that was bad for the environment, so they found a different thing to use to make it work. And yet, 
have a lesser negative impact on the environment. And if you'll notice, it doesn't stick as well as it used to, but that's because they had to change the formula to be more environmentally friendly. And they did, and it worked out fine for them. So you do need to understand your product, the environmental impact it has, and then be prepared with information. Because a lot of environmental activists come from a spot of really caring about something. But the problem is sometimes if you care about something a lot, you get blinded to other information and other data that might be going on. So while you need to be prepared and defend yourselves from an attack from an environmentalist activist, environmental activist, you need to still be polite and kind and just have good solid information to bring and facts and data to bring. Because the biggest impact of an environmentalist activist is not the activists themselves. Odds are you're not going to change the mind of an environmental activist even with good data because they've made up their mind that your product is evil and because they've already made an emotional choice, as it were, and they feel in their emotions that it's bad, they're not going to very easily change. I know this because there was an environmental activist working on an anti-balloon environmental film. She told us straight up it wasn't anti-balloon, but then it turned out to be a full-on anti-balloon hit piece and using falsified data and, in the very least, badly chosen data, but in the very worst, straight-up lied about the information she put out in this a little documentary, and then she took what I said out of context and even added that into her documentary. And we, I had a very polite, long conversation with this lady about balloons, about this, the research I found, about the data I found, and she just flat out ignored it and did her thing anyway. So odds are you're not going to change an environmental activist's mind. It's just not going to happen. However, the general public, the normal people that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, your average customers, they will have probably heard from these activists, and they will have questions. And if you can talk to these people that are not activists and say, hey, here's the actual data, here's the science, here's what's going on, then the general public usually will go, oh, I did not know that. Oh, that's not what I heard. Oh, well, okay. Well, thank you for informing me. And then they are reassured, and they're happy, and then they will purchase your product. I've found this lots and lots of times. And an interesting side note. Last year, uh, in 2020, before coronavirus got crazy, before everything else went crazy, I attended a wedding show. And it was a huge event, like, 500 people, I was doing balloons there, I had a booth, it was an amazing event, and if you're going to a trade show, wedding show or something, I should do a podcast on trade shows, but one of the best parts about a trade show is you can network with other people in your industry that don't do what you do, but you can network with. For example, I do balloons at this wedding show, there were photographers, there were florists, 
There were caterers. Everything you need for a party was at this show. And this is the type of people you want to be connecting to, right? So I was going around and talking to all these other guys. And all the business people I talked to, when I was talking about balloons, and they said, but aren't they plastic? And then I would explain what happened. They were understood, were sympathetic. And almost every one of these that had any type of product or service, any type of product they actually had, even services like food preparation, they also had environmentalists going after them in their realm. I've even saw a woodcutter who would take pieces of wood and carve them into beautiful pieces of art and in their comments on Facebook, the environmentalist activists came out of the woodwork and were attacking the guy for daring to carve up a piece of fallen dead tree, but they were mad that he cut up the wood at all anyway. So if you're in business, the odds are somebody who has decided that your profession is inherently environmentally evil, even if it is not, is pretty high. And this is a danger that you have to consider when you start producing a, a product or service. Now, you might be okay with this if you're just doing content creation. You might be safe from this if you're doing something like in the digital realm, creating a digital product, creating an app or, a, or some sort of digital system to do something. You're probably okay with that because you're playing with numbers and not actually creating anything. But outside of that, if you're doing anything at all that's physical, odds are you might be challenged by an environmentalist activist. Environmental activist, I keep saying it combined. An environmental activist who wants to shut you down. And again, even though they come from a good place, they decide on trying to shut you down completely quite often. They don't want you just to try to change and become more environmentally friendly, which sometimes they will, but oftentimes the activists just want you gone. Matter of fact, the anti-balloon activists will have and will go onto people's balloon pages, their business pages on Facebook, and leave negative reviews, rate them as a zero or a one, and write a nasty, nasty review and these businesses are hundreds and thousands of miles away from where these guys live. They've never used it, and they're just trying to destroy the business, which is just mean and cruel and mean-spirited. So you need to be prepared to deal with these types of attacks. That one, they were able to get the review removed and deleted because, obviously, they didn't use their services, and it was just a straight-up attack. So... With this, you need, like I said, you need to have a lot of good data, and you need to take that data and put it into a understandable form that you can easily present to your customers and clients. You need to actually be a little bit proactive before when you're talking to your clients. I now start telling people about when I do the balloons. It's great you you chose balloons; they're great for the environment. Here's some reason why, and then that's something that's underlying all my customers' thoughts. They may not say it. They may come to me and be excited about balloons. I say, oh, and don't worry about the environmental impact. It's very limited. They biodegrade. You can do this and this and this, and they're fine. It's really cool. But you got to be prepared 
with simple information and even with that information maybe produce put it on your website produce literature I've taken some environmental things about balloons and I went to the print shop made a, have a one page flyer on a couple of them had those printed up my industry created a flyer my the balloon company I get most of my balloons from made an environmental poster I made the print of the poster I had them reduce the poster down to a flyer size have a flyer have a poster now whenever I go somewhere I have these ready when I have customers I have I have the information at hand ready to go I put it on my displays I have to be proactive about this because one of the reasons one of the biggest reasons that my business has been really struggling is just as I was starting to hit my stride when it came to business the environmentalists also started hitting their stride and just devastating the business as a whole they put a balloon helium balloon ban in the city as far as selling balloons helium balloons in the streets i understand why but they banned the sell certain types of balloons they blocked a lot of stuff in the city where I am from. And they did all of this without once inviting me or any other balloon artist or balloon professional to give their input on this. The Green Party just showed up, said, balloons are bad, you need to ban them. And they said, okay, and they banned them. And that's another thing. You need to pay attention to your local city council and local governments because a lot of times if you have a product or service that has any type of perceived environment negative environmental impact then you might find your product or service banned overnight and you just don't know it until all of a sudden you just get a notice or a letter or an email saying you can no longer be in business so you have to pay attention because with an activist, activists don't like people bringing a counter-argument, especially if an activist doesn't have any good arguments or arguments based mostly in emotion or and not in actual science, because then you can come back and fight against it. We've had bans come up in California a couple of times, and they almost had these meetings without any balloon artist representation. Balloon artists went there and they decided to table the ban and reconsider it maybe at a later date. Here in Norway, they wanted to ban all balloons in the entire country, which if that happened, my business would have been gone immediately overnight. But we got wind of it. We got a representative there and they decided not to ban it at the moment and maybe revisit it later down which more or less it died in committee it wasn't permanently saying no we're not going to ban balloons it was oh we got to look at data and we'll reconsider later and in government that's probably never but you have to pay attention to what's going on in your local government when it comes to these things because they will try to get things banned quickly and quietly when you're not looking so you can wake up like i said and be out of the job suddenly 
because somebody decided that your product or service was the worst thing for the planet and decided to ban you out of existence without you even knowing about it. It's happened to me right when I started being able to get helium tanks and learn how to make things and be able to sell helium tanks, and they banned that. And I asked if I could just do non-helium balloons. Nope. They banned everything. Just overnight. I I heard actually about a week before that they're going to have it, but I had no clue how to get in there, how to represent. I asked if I could show up, present information, and be part of the discussion. They said no. They banned me from going in there and talking. So, yeah, you got to watch out because your product service may be completely fine, completely green. But if the perception is otherwise, you might be in trouble. And that's a big problem. Now, with all this, what I am not saying is that we should not be concerned about the environment, that we should be wantingly polluting. Of course not. Of course I care about the environment. I see myself as a conservationist, not as an environmentalist. There's a slight difference between those two. A conservationist usually wants to conserve the environment, take care of the environment, and work within the environment. So a conservationist will be willing to work within the environment, build a house in an area, make sure it's safer, there's no endangered species, but they're also willing to move endangered species, find ways to help out, and then build something. Whereas environmentalists might say just never ever build anything in that area ever, no matter what. Even if there's no endangered species, we like it too much, it's too pretty, don't build. Where a conservationist say, well, we can build and work with the land. We can build it in a way that has little to no environmental impact. A conservationist in general will realize that people are part of the environment and we need to live and we need to work with the environment. You don't want to destroy the environment, but you want to work with the environment. You want to take care of, for example, your duck population. You want to make sure it's not wiped out by overhunting or the fish population. You want to conserve that. You want to take care of that. You want to manage it. But you don't want to block anyone from hunting. You don't want to block anyone from fishing. It's a pretty in-the-middle approach. And that's what I am. And that's very important that you do take care of the environment. You do try to be green. I am no problem with being green. I do have a problem with people deciding that because they've decided your product is not green, that they shut you down, even though your product is green and one of the best products for the environment. Because balloons are, quite honestly, when it comes to decorations, an incredible product for the environment. Not only do they biodegrade, not only do they come from trees that remove CO2, but you can make a huge amount of decorations with a couple of bags of balloons. You can fill up an entire room and the waist size is tiny. I can build five, six balloon columns from a couple bags of balloons and make these really big impact decorations look really cool. 
and it all fits inside of a little tiny, little small grocery bag, I can fill an entire huge giant room, entire conference room with balloons. And afterwards, I might have one little grocery bag to fill up afterwards to throw away. And that can be composted. So very environmentally friendly product. But the perception is it's one of the worst products out there. So have to change perceptions. You got to work on the public. You have to be proactive. You have to make press releases. You have to put things on your Facebook page, on your website. You have to make sure that when the general public comes to you, you have good answers and that you are green and that you do take care of the environment. And the that's the better you do that, the better you can succeed. Matter of fact, one guy I know has done this so well, he's started winning awards for being so green, and he's a balloon artist. This is so important that you do be green. That's fine. Conserve the environment. Take care of the environment. Protect the environment. But got to be realistic. We're part of the environment. We live here, and we're in business. And that's the thing I was going to say before I got distracted, is that with the business people, every one of them had been attacked by environmentalists of some sort, and they all understood and were all like, yeah, it really, we try to be as green as possible and yet we get attacked. So yeah, you're going to get attacked if you produce a product. It's just going to be there. It's just a fact of life. So as you build your business, as you develop your business, initially it may not come up, but the bigger you get, the higher the profile you get, the more traction you start getting on your website, the more traction you get on your Facebook page the more customers that you have, this is likely to come up and you need to be ready with a response. So anyway, I will leave with that. Just with the environment, take care of the environment, but also take care of your business and take care of your family. You have to be proactive on this one. You can't just sit there and hope that you don't get hit. And if you get hit, just hope that doesn't hurt. You have to be prepared for this one. This is one of those things you always have to be prepared for because you may lose your business literally overnight if you're not careful. Anyway, you guys have a great day. I'll see you on Thursday. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com, or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.